بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful i testify that there is no true god worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger may Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam be upon the noble prophet his household and the noble companions and those who follow on their path until the day of resurrection. This is the second meeting on the topic of dua. In the first discussions, we went over an introduction to dua and that it is the An essence, it is the essence of worship. And we spoke about some ways of dua which the Prophets said. any that was related to us either in the Quran and or in the authentic Sunnah. In this meeting, inshallah, we'll talk about the merits of dua, knowing that there are many merits for dua and many fruits to it and many magnificent secrets as well. From the merits of dua, is that the dua is obedience to Allah. <clears throat> the dua is obedience to Allah and compliance with His commands, Azza wa Jal. Ta'ala, Allah the Most High says in Surah Ghafir verse 60 وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ ادْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ In Surah Ghafir verse 60 Allah Ta'ala وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ ادْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ And your Rabb Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala said ادْعُونِي Invoke me and ask for anything, I will respond to your invocation. وَقَالَ تَعَالَى in Surah Al-A'raf, verse 29, وَادْعُوهُ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ وَادْعُوهُ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ And invoke him, having the deen sincerely for him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, the one who invokes Allah, is obedient to him, responding to his commands. So this is the first merit of dua, that it is an obedience and compliance with Allah's command. The second dua is 
security and safety from arrogance. Dua is security and safety from arrogance. Allah Ta'ala in Surah Ghafir <coughs> in the same Surah 40-60 same verse وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ ادْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِي سَيَدْخُلُونَ جَهَنَّمَ دَاخِرِينَ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِي And your Lord said and your Rabb said invoke me believe in my oneness and uniqueness and ask me for anything I will respond to your invocation listen now to the point of evidence verily those who scorn my worship don't invoke me and don't believe in my oneness they will surely enter hell in humiliation this verse makes it clear that the dua is worship And that Allah commanded that we invoke Him. And that abandonment of dua is a way of istikbar, arrogance, and haughtiness. And what an ugly thing to do. When the person disdains from calling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the one who created him, the one who gives him, sustains him, the one who brought him from non-existence to existence, the creator of the entire universe, the provider and the sustainer, the one who brings him to life and the one who takes his life. And that this istikbar, this istikbar, this arrogance, this disdainfulness is a form of insanity. He, rahimahullah, said it's a form of insanity. The third merit of dua is that dua is ibadah because of the same verse. The evidence is in the same verse. And also in the hadith related by An-Nu'man bin Bashir radiyallahu ta'ala anhu that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Ad-du'a huwa al-ibadah Ad-du'a huwa al-ibadah Du'a is ibadah Al-ibadah is worship Fourth merit The dua is the best thing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A dua is the best thing with Allah azza wa jal. In the hadith reported by At-Tirmidhi and others from Abi Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Laysa shay'un akramu ala Allah من الدعاء
ليس شيء أكرم على الله عز وجل من الدعاء There is nothing better with Allah عز وجل than dua Why? Because in dua there is manifestation of one's poverty and need that the person is the poor the one who is in need of Allah the most high and in dua there is humility and acknowledgement of one's weakness and testimony of Allah's greatness is that dua is beloved to Allah dua is beloved to Allah and in the hadith reported Sahih Muslim, the great hadith, of Abi Dhar al-Ghafari, there is great evidence for this matter, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to be invoked, in this hadith Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and this is Hadith Qudsi, the Hadith of Abi Dhar al-Ghifari. Ya ibadi, inni harramtu al-dhulma ala nafsi, wajaltuhu baynakum muharraman, fala tadalamu. O my slaves, I have forbidden oppression for myself, and have made it forbidden amongst you, so don't oppress one another. يا عبادي كلكم ضال إلا من هديتم فاستهدوني أهدكم O oh my slaves all of you are astray except for those I have guided Now listen to what he says سبحانه وتعالى So seek guidance of me Seek guidance of me يا عبادي كلكم جائع إلا من أطعمتم all my servants, all of you are hungry except for those I have fed. فاستطعموني أطعكم أطعمكم So seek food of me and I shall feed you. يا عبادي كلكم عار إلا من كسوته فاستكسوني أكسكم All my servants, all my slaves, all of you are naked except for those I have clothed. So seek clothing of me, and I shall clothe you. يا عبادي إنكم 
تُخْطِئُونَ بِاللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ O my slaves, you sin by night and by day. وَأَنَا أَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا فَاسْتَغْفِرُونِي أَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ And I forgive all sins, so seek forgiveness of me. Seek forgiveness of me. And I shall forgive you. يَا عِبَادِي إِنَّكُمْ لَنْ تَبْلُغُوا ضُرِّي فَتَضُرُّونِي وَلَنْ تَبْلُغُوا نَفْعِي فَتَنْفَعُونِي O my slaves, you will not attain harming me so as to harm me. And you will not attain benefiting me so as to benefit me. O my slaves, ya ibadi, لو أن أولكم وآخركم وإنسكم وجنكم كانوا على أتقى قلب رجل واحد منكم ما زاد ذلك في ملكي شيئا. O my slaves, we are the first of you and the last of you the human of you, and the jinn of you, to be as pious as the most pious heart of any man of you, that would not increase my kingdom in anything. Ya ibadi, law anna awwalakum, wa akhirakum, wa insakum, wa jinnakum, kanu ala afjari qalbi rajulin wahidin minkum, ma naqasa dharika min mulki shay'a. O my slaves, we are the first of you, and the last of you, the human of you, and the jinn of you, to be as wicked, as the most wicked heart of any man of you, that would not decrease my kingdom in anything. Now listen to this. Ya ibadi, law anna awwalakum, wa akhirakum, wa insakum, wa jinnakum, qamu fi sa'idin wahid, fasa'aluni, fa'ataytu kulla wahidin mas'alata, ma naqasa thalika mimma indi, illa kama yanqusul makhitu idha udkhil al-bahr. O my slaves, we are the first, first of you, and the last of you, the human of you, and the jinn of you, to rise up in one place, and make a request of me. And were I to give everyone what he requested, that would not decrease what I have, any more than, than a needle decreases the sea, if put into it. Ya ibadi, innama hiya a'malukum, uhsiha lakum, ثم أوفيكم إياها فمن وجد خيرا فليحمد الله ومن وجد غير ذلك فلا يلومن إلا نفسه O my slaves, it is but your deeds that I reckon up for you and then recompense you for. So let him find good praise, so let him find good praise Allah and let him who finds other that blame no one but himself. In this hadith there is evidence that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yuhibbu an yasalahu al-ibad. That Allah loves for his slaves to ask him. Ask him what? All of their affairs in their deen and in their dunya. From food, from drinks, from clothing. Just as they ask him guidance and forgiveness and success and help to carry on the acts of obedience and the like. And that he promised them subhanahu wa ta'ala in all of that to respond to them and give them their requests and in this hadith also there is evidence on the perfect ability of Allah of Allah Azza wa Jal and his perfect kingdom and that his kingdom and his treasures are not diminished by all that which he gives 
if he would give the first and the last, the jinn and the ins, all what they ask, if they stand in one place, and there's nothing that diminishes that in his kingdom. And in this, there is another benefit in this hadith, that it incites that people should ask, and ask a lot, ask him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, he loves to be asked, and in the Sahihain in Al-Bukhari and Muslim from the hadith of Abi Hurairah radiyallahu anhu عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال يد الله ملأ الحديث عن صحيح البخاري volume 6 206 يد الله ملأ لا تغيضها نفقة سحاء سحاء الليل والنهار أفرأيتم ما أنفق ربكم منذ خلق السماوات والأرض فإنه لم يغض ما في يمينه Allahu Akbar. Allah's hand is full. And its fullness is not affected by the continuous spending night and day. Do you see what he has spent since he created the heaven and the earth? Nevertheless, what is in his hand is not decreased. What is in his hand is not decreased. next merit is that the dua is a reason or a cause for the openness of the breasts relief from worries bringing ease in matters and in affairs many witness this in their lives matters are so constricted and tough and they invoke Allah and then they will witness the relief in different ways and in different ways which they did not expect many <coughs> the earth had been restricted for them from all angles they stand up at night raising their hands invoking Allah sincerely and they find that happening Allah opens for them reliefs in different ways and forms.
Why? Because the person knows that all this creation is nothing. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants something, nothing can stop him subhanahu wa ta'ala from happening. So he knows that. He knows to go to the all-perfect, the most mighty, and puts his trust in him. The next benefit. Dua is a cause to ward off Allah's anger. That's because if the person does not ask Allah, Allah becomes angry with him. In the hadith reported by Ahmed and At-Tirmidhi and Ibn Majah, قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من لم يسأل الله يغضب عليه The one who does not ask Allah Allah will become angry with him And the poem put a nice poet He said, لا تسألن بني آدم حاجة Don't ask the children of Adam وسأل الذي أبوابه لا تحجب Ask the one whose doors are not screened, are not closed الله يغضب إن تركت سؤاله Allah becomes angry if you don't ask him. وَبُنَيْ آدَمَ حِينَ يُسْأَلُوا يَغْضَبُوا While the children of Adam, if they are asked, they get angry. The next benefit. Dua is evidence for real tawakkul, for real reliance and dependence upon Allah and putting trust in Him. Because the secret is the dependence of the heart upon Allah alone. This is the secret. And this reliance is manifested truly during the time of dua. Because the da'i, the invoker, while in dua, is seeking Allah's help. Assigning his affairs to him alone and to none else. And we know that tawakkul, true tawakkul, true reliance, 
upon Allah is the one in which the person takes by the means. And dua is from the greatest means, if not the greatest. The next benefit is that dua is a means for elevating oneself and its motivation. Through dua, the self is elevated and becomes high in rank. Similarly, the motivation is in is elevated and becomes stronger because the da'i, the invoker, resorts to the most mighty Allah unloading his requests by his door seeking him in all of his affairs and thus disconnecting any hope in the hands of the created and relieves himself from their captivity And from their favors. Through the dua, he is safe from all of that. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah said, وَكُلَّمَا قَوِيَّ طَمَعُ الْعَبْدِ فِي فَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَرَحْمَتِهِ لِقَضَاءِ حَاجَتِهِ وَدَفْعِ ضَرُورَتِهِ The stronger one's hope in Allah's favors and His mercy and to give him his want and to ward off and fulfill that which he needs, then his slavery to Allah becomes stronger. And his liberation from others than Allah also gets stronger. Just like because his hope in the created necessitates his slavery to him, then giving up hope in him necessitates freeing his heart of him, of the created. The tenth benefit or merit is the dua is safety from incapacity and evidence for cleverness. And in the hadith of Abi Hurairah that the Prophet said the most incapacitated of the people is the one who is who does not invoke nas and the miser and most miser of men or people are or is the one who is miser in greeting in giving salam. This is reported by Ibn Hibban. And the Shaykh al-Albani rahimahullah said that it is sahih. So, why? Because dua does not require too much hardship. In fact, there is no hardship in it. And there is no harm in invoking. Rather, it is a benefit. 
the eleventh merit is that the fruit of the dua is guaranteed by Allah's will. The fruit of the dua is guaranteed by Allah's will. So if the invoker <coughs> fulfills the conditions required for dua and which we will discuss, then he will achieve the good and great benefits. And this is inevitable. And we know from the hadith reported by Al-Bukhari in Al-Adab Al-Mufrad that Shaykh Al-Albani considered it to be Sahih. The hadith of Abi Sa'id Al-Khudari radiallahu anhu an al-Nabi that the Prophet said ma min muslimin yad'u no muslim who invokes Allah laysa bi-ithmin wala bi-qati'ati rahm invokes but not in something sinful or severing the ties of kinship except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him one of three things either that Allah will hasten for him his invocation giving him his request or that Allah will save it for him in, for in the hereafter or that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ward off the like thereof of evil. So they said, إِذَنْ نُكْثِرْ So we'll ask more. He said, Allahu Akbar. Allah is more. And in another condition, in another Narration No one Turns his face to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Asking him his request Except that Allah gives it To him Either he hastens it for him in this life Or saves it for him in the hereafter As long as he does not hasten As long as he does not hasten they said, O Messenger of Allah, what is his hastening? He said, the Prophet ﷺ described what this means. He said, explained what this means. He said, يقول, I invoked and I invoked and I don't see that. There is a response for my request. This hadith is reported by Imam Ahmad and Al-Bukhari reported it in Al-Adab Al-Mufrad and Sheikh al-Albani considered it to be sahih supported by as supported by the previous hadith we mentioned so in these narrations there is evidence that the dua of the Muslim is answered Allah gives him either in this life or delayed and this is from the favors of Allah the Most High And Al-Hafid ibn Hajar rahimahullah mentioned that every dua is answered. But the form of answers differ. Sometimes it is exactly as he asked for, and sometimes with something with an alternative.
These are 11 merits of dua. And inshallah ta'ala in the next meeting we'll talk more about the merits of dua. الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم